Welcome to Women Finding Clarity, the podcast that ignites your inner power and guides you on a journey to uncover the boundless potential of the universe. I'm Pascal Cook Fernandes, your podcast host, business mentor, resident Reiki master, and abundantly aligned heart-centered friend. Join me every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time as we embark on a transformative adventure where we align our energies elevate our businesses, and thrive in every aspect of life. If you're an entrepreneur seeking lasting success and are ready to call in abundance like never before, you're in the right place. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Hello and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm your host, Pascal Cook Fernandes. While I'm very happy to be here, I have to admit that with Mercury in retrograde, I am feeling it. I'm wondering if you're feeling it too. Mercury actually went into retrograde on August 23rd and will stay that way until September 14th. One more week, people. We can do it. Nothing crazy awful has happened. It's just the usual offenders like my electronics have been doing some weird things and my energy feels like it has been draining just a little bit faster than usual. My guest this evening is just in time actually to help us all find more balance and more ease in our health in our lives, and in our businesses. Laurie Morris is a master health mentor who makes it fun and effortless for spirit-centered women to increase energy and improve health no matter their age, without caffeine, supplements, or crazy unrealistic stuff. After practicing Chinese medicine for 30 years, she's seen proof that the only way to truly heal is by harnessing the natural principles of life force and the elements, which make it 100% possible to bring a body, mind, and spirit back into high-level alignment to feel good again so you can enjoy a life you love. For decades, she's gathered these secrets from her private practice and an online Sacred Health Academy that serves thousands of women. She's a best-selling author of two books on on how to reverse heart disease naturally and the art of returning to love, how to show fear and stress the exit to heal. She's currently working on her third book, on becoming light. She loves hiking, gardening, dancing, boogie boarding when the water is warm, reading, and spending time with family and friends. Without further ado, welcome Laurie Morse. Hello, Laurie, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I really just want to showcase you and how what you do relates to happiness. So I think the best way to describe that is to come from the angle of energy, because we all know everything is energy, right? And I've spent 30 years in the profession of Chinese medicine, and that it kind of helped me really understand, because qi, that word is really just a Chinese word for energy or life force. And that word has taught me that everything is about that life force or energy. And when we are in a relationship with it, I think is the best way to say it. When we, when we consciously cultivate and connect with life force or energy, like the byproduct of that is a sense of contentment and fulfillment or happiness, kind of all the same words, right? Um, and when we're disconnected from it, then 
we're less happy. <laughs> I think that's probably the easiest way to say it. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And that's everything we talk about here, right? Yeah. Is is energy. Everything's made up of energy. And so if the energy isn't high vibrating, if it's not positive, it's just going to be pulling you down, right? Because like attract like like attracts like. Exactly. And I think I think the first thing to consider when we think about this, because it's kind of a big consideration, right? Like everything is energy. Okay. That's great. And now what? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And yes. And, and I think the first thing that I find to be, you know, really most important is to find some kind of a practice and it, and it, you know, it's lovely to have a meditation practice. I have one myself, but then what do we do all day long when, you know, to-do list things are calling us and, you know, our children, all the things, right? It's like that, that it's so easy to get pulled out of that center point. And so I, I really like for people to consider myself included. I only ever talk about things I do myself. <laughs> um, to consider like, what would be a thing that I could do all day long that makes me feel that I'm connected to the source of life? You know, it, it could be nature and whatever that word is that, you know, one wants to consider is, is, uh, is the, all the at, the all that is energy. It, 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 there's two things that are really important about that to me. One is that it has to feel personal and universal. It has to be both. And there has to be this feeling of it's like, I don't know, like a river or an exchange or you know something that we can tap into, but also feel in our own heart and our own soul. So just addressing that and then calling it in like it's your best friend literally <laughs> like we all love wine dates with our girlfriends right or you know and it, the men listening have their own version of those kinds of dates and then just having conversations and being in a in a dialogue with that part of ourselves and there's nothing that's off limits i have personally found when i'm having when i'm in inquiry when i'm asking when i'm you know when i'm in dialogue when i'm saying hey here's this thing that's going on and it's kind of not working so what what do we need to do here <laughs> one of my spiritual teachers said can like address or have a have a, a an idea that you're you're connected to this this energy this life force this source of life and then call it we like it's it's we it's you it's that and us you know you, you know each of us individually so that there, there's not a disconnection of it And I love that. I love that because we are all one and we're separate. And I love that idea of we in that we're all on the same team, right? So your higher power, your all that is energy. And for me, I also include my spirit guides in that. And absolutely, that's my spirit team. That's my life team. That's we're all in this together, right? Exactly. I mean, I think people have a hard time getting their mind around the concept of oneness or unity, or we're all in, in this together. Um, and, and I get it because we we look at crazy things going on in the world and we're like, well, I'm not one with that, you know, <laughs> but, but we're not actually talking about the, um, the projections of consciousness onto the world stage. We're talking about that, which is, you know, sort of, uh, 
I don't know what the best word would be to you to say this. We're talking the all that it is is not that, right? That our projections right. from our consciousness is, you know, is not the same thing. So just to go back to the point, like being in connection with that is this is the saving grace <laughs> from all the craziness in the world, really. So, and I and I find that to be really, you know, important. So go ahead. You're gonna say I something. think that you know, all of that is so very important. And I love that you're bringing that to light right now. It's very apropos for me in this time because my friend, Dr. Juju Love, she does card readings online sometimes just as something for her followers and her clients. And um, I just happened to be on the other day and she was doing a card reading. So I said, oh, I'll take a card, please. And it was all about that. Like, you're working so hard and you're putting all your heart into this work that you're doing, but you have to remember to stop and ask your spirit team for help. Yeah. And so as you're saying this, I'm like, there it is again. Like that's the second time this has come around to be like, hello, pay attention. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what she was saying, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, we're, we're in co-creative partnership with this, this team, yes. this life force. Right. And we, we get to, you know, address it any way we want, right. Higher self, higher, higher love, whatever sacred self, you, your spirit team, whatever. Um, it's kind of all the same thing, right? <laughs> so all the same thing. It, when when it when we address it in a way that feels personal to us, then we then we're in partnership, right? And then it's just about remembering to include, you know, that entire team in everything we do, literally everything. Yes, it's for business. Yes, it's for raising children. It's for should I say something to the person who is making weird noises outside my door? You know, whatever. I mean, it's like it's everything. And I think that until we, that's the first thing to practice it's, and it is a muscle to build. And then we can start doing things like um, addressing the, you know, the energy, the, the programs that we all carry, the, you know, the, to the traumas, the beliefs, the things that actually don't like, that aren't, that don't serve us anymore, I guess right. is the best. And then when, as we do that, cause it's a two-sided coin, then we get to be in a, cultivation of the things that are important to us our you know our desires and our, our wishes that we want you know the things that we do want to create that are good for our, our life in the world and it's a it's a two-sided coin you know we release in order to renew or rebirth <laughs> yes. uh, the energy it's all energy and it doesn't go away but we do have to be very clear about the compost pile the alchemization of old energy into new energy so That's beautiful I was watching um, a Garth Brooks documentary and he said his father taught him and he put his hands up like this and flipped them back and forth opposites. When something good happens, there's something, he didn't say something good and something bad, but he did say like for every positive, there's a negative and for every reaction or every action there's a reaction and that is what you just said reminded me of that like it is a two-sided coin and you know it's like we all want to walk in the light but we have this shadow that's also being cast from the light right so we only want to look at the light but we also need to look at the shadow 
Yes. And that's an interesting thing you just said, Pascal, because when we contemplate the light of all that is, it actually is shadowless, but we're not, we're not at this point because we have, we, I, I, it makes me happier. (laughs) I'll say it that way to consider that my soul was very purposeful in incarnating at this time on the earth so that I could you know, cleanse and purify shadow just in my world. I don't have to do it for the whole world. Like we all just, you know, do our own puzzle piece, right? And yes, there is shadow. There is old energy. There's lifetimes of, you know, karma, shall we say, or, or you know, mismarks, if you will, that, that we've come in with ours, you know, come in with us in our DNA. And the only thing that I have to tend is what comes up for me. Or if I have a charge about something I'm seeing someone else do, right? Because if I have a charge or I'm triggered, then it's mine. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I haven't heard, I feel like people say triggered all the time. It's one of those cliche words that people say, but I don't know that I've heard anyone say if I have a charge. So talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing and it's true. um, We could say that every word we're using in this conversation is like everyone's talking about it just in, you know, their own way. Right. So if I'm, I mean, we can use the same, let's use the idea because everybody knows what this charge is. Like most people, I think probably listening drive, like if someone makes a move on the road that I then have a judgment about, maybe we could use that word too, right? If I'm judging their thing, or if it's pissing me off, or, you know, then I have a charge about it, right? I just got triggered by that person's move. This happened actually, some years back, it's what taught me like, oh, okay. So I went, I had this blissful morning, I think it was like a Saturday morning, you know, I, I, it was just divine, right? There was everything perfect about it. And then I went to the art store. And I'm driving back from the art store and this truck pulls out in front of me and basically almost runs me off the road because they were in a rush to get onto this sort of like merging on-ramp thing. And I lost my, you know what? <laughs> and I thought, oh, how interesting, how quickly it, I, I gave up my center, you know, for someone's move, right? So that's a charge to me, <laughs> you know, that, that I was so charged by I happened to see it was a woman in this whatever Toyota truck. And I was like, and I had to really talk myself down from being so annoyed with with her and just, and just like, you know, neutralizing the energy of judgment because I didn't want to carry it with me. If I carried it with me, then I would have that charge and it would suck all the rest of the day. Right. Yep. It literally would suck the energy out of the rest of your day. Exactly. Well, well said. (laughs) And of course, that's just a tiny little thing. And there are so much bigger things on the planet that we could get charged about. But we just we just do what we can with what's coming up. I, I am 100% knowing and convinced that when something comes up, it's ready to be released. It wouldn't come up if we didn't have the capacity or if that energy weren't ready to be released. And I do not know how to do that without connection to my, you know, to higher life. It's just impossible for my own small mind, my ego mind to do that without the, you know, the higher connection. Yeah. And my feeling on that is, I don't think I've ever thought of it in those terms, but my feeling on that is otherwise 
Why would you care to release it? Why would you care to heal it? Why would you care to rise above, right? If there's no purpose, then why? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, is that a question or you're just, you're just saying, no, I don't think so. I think it just, that's what came to me. Like, yeah, as you were talking about that, you know, yeah. Because if you're not connected to all that is that all that is energy, why do you care to do better, be better, live better? Right. Well, exactly. And I mean, the way I parse that out for myself is that I know the feeling of I know the feeling of that energy, that, that higher, you know, contented, happier energy, right? And if I'm not anchoring that in my own life, then why should I be here? Because <laughs> I know it affects the whole, right? Like it, it, you know, the butterfly effect, the ripple effect, all that. And like, and if I'm not doing my job of what comes up moment by moment, then I'm kind of like, not using this life force that's on loan to me, like this life force is, I don't own this life force. I don't own this body. I don't own my life. It's on loan. And if I'm not doing my part, then that, that just feels like I'm shirking my responsibility. (laughs) Well, you use the idea of your one puzzle piece earlier. And if you're not putting in your piece, then how can the puzzle be whole? Exactly. And, th- and I think that's a thing that people miss, you know, like it's just their own, it's our own thing. And there's two sides of the coin. There's that which comes up that is not serving us anymore. And then there's that which we really wish for. And there's a bridge to that. And that bridge is our higher connection. And, you know, we, we all, it, sometimes it feels a little uh, relentless <laughs> and hard. <laughs> And it is sometimes, but other times it's like, okay, I, I get why this is important. I get why I do this because it lightens me up. It, it makes me have a capacity to hold more fulfillment and contentment and, and happiness. I love that. As you were speaking, I think, you know, what came up for me was this idea of, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? And so in my mind, I see a lot of visuals. And as I'm thinking about that, when you were speaking, what I'm seeing is myself standing there and looking back with the benefit of hindsight, because we as humans are so lucky to have that. We can look back and say, oh, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is how it worked out for me. And as we turn and are looking forward, we've got that wisdom because we have the benefit of hindsight. Exactly. And you want another cool thing to add to that hindsight piece? We also as humans, because we are, uh, because we have consciousness, right? We can look back and we can actually revise the energy of how it played out in a way that um, like we could revise it as, as how we wished it would have played out. Now the human mind will say, well, that's not how it went. It went the way it went. That's true. I'm not, you know, nobody's taking that part away, but what if we used our consciousness to revise the energy so that it loosened up that happening. It centered us in our now. And, and like you said, it gave us wisdom and, and a, a different, way of seeing how how we would move forward in our future in reference to that particular piece 
Yep. I love that. I couldn't agree more. And so I know that there's a couple of things I want to ask you about, um, because I feel like you're just this wealth of information and this wealth of opportunity for other people. Um, the one thing that I want to ask you about first is about, um, women who struggle with their health. And I know that, um, you say that baseline health affects happiness levels. And I could not agree with that more, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, why is that? So why is it important? How do you really come to a good baseline? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big question, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of questions in one. And we could talk about it until midnight, but I'll try to be succinct about it. Um, so it's it, when we're in pain, it's really hard to, to feel healthy and happy, right? And I, I do not know a single woman, especially if she's looking toward or kind of approaching or in the second half of her life, who doesn't want to feel good in her body, right? Like that. And so I, I referenced this idea before that we're, you know, this energy, this life force that, by the way, our higher self, our higher presence extends itself as this matter that we're calling our physical form and all the organs and glands and, you know, hormones and all the things. And it's our job, our, our you know, to do our best by maintaining, uh, you know, some degree of centeredness around all of that, making the best choices we can and all of that. And I have just learned, I mean, I've been obsessed with health since, you know, I don't know, for 44 years. And um, and and the, the best way I've learned to know how to navigate my, my own health is in that connection. So not to be repetitive, but my higher self knows what this matter needs. <laughs> we have a cultural current of disease that is, has rapid rapids, you know, what do they call them? And when you go to uh, river raft, it's like, whatever the numbers, they, they rate them as high numbers, right? Medium, whatever. Yeah. So these rapids are intense and most people don't know how to navigate themselves in that river. And I personally, I unhook from it. I just I completely unhook from it. Imagery wise, I see that I'm getting out of the river. I'm sitting on the banks. I'm sitting on mother earth, which is a, you know, a fueling source in and of herself, right? Which we're all connected to. And part of one of the things in Chinese medicine is that our, you know, there are five elements usually people think about four elements like, you know, fire, earth, air, and water. But in Chinese medicine, it's wood, which include, includes this idea that we're a tree of life. So we're rooted into the, into the core of mother earth. We're like the trunk. And then we have this canopy that we receive life force, cosmic life force, which is more than just oxygen from the realms of the cosmic realms, right? Um, it has been referred to in the past as heaven, but that's not a religious thing. It's just the cosmic realms that, that you know, that drops sunlight and oxygen and, and way more than that with every breath we take. So when we're attentive to this breath and we're rooted in Mother Earth and we're running this energy up and down the core of our being, we can't not be healthy. I mean, that's one clue of how to have baseline health. <laughs> um, did you want to say anything about that before I... No, no, I'm intently listening. I'm kind of leaning in. So then when we ask that, when we live in that center 
and we foster this life force. Now, I, I love to see the life force as light, first of all, because every particle of life is, is light <laughs> and it's coded. Like for, for listeners to just rest into this idea, it, it's not even an idea, it's a truth that every cell of our body carries this light and, and it's, a, it, it's, it's a code for health. So we already have the blueprint in our cells that, you know, that, that knows how to be healthy. In every single cell, we have, you know, some people say 50, some people say 70 trillion cells, but in every single one of those cells, there are 50 to 70 trillion atoms. And that atom carries the code for health. So, and it's light. So that's a lot of light. And it's way more than that current of, you know, disease, the cultural current of disease which I think most people are aware that, you know, that's to sell drugs and, you know, get people sort of like into, into this programming that we're not, we don't have access to our own health and we do, right? So if, if all we do is stop every hour and just take five or 10 seconds. Now, I'll, I'll, what I do, I drink a lot of tea. So every time I go to the bathroom, I do what I'm talking about. I root myself into mother earth. I, I connect myself to the source of life. And then I invite a waterfall of light to pour into the top of my head. And whether someone sees this or not, the intention is just as good. I didn't see it at first, I do now. And, and looking at waterfalls will be helpful because it's very easy to see a waterfall like in a video or something. And then imagine you're just standing under it and, and this is just pouring into your, your body. And, and it's, it's running down and it's flowing up and it's constantly uh, thriving you, I guess is the best way to say it. It's a river that thrives and prospers every human being that opens to it. So that takes a little practice. And of course, all the things that we always hear, you know, healthy nutrition will, you know, will help this, uh, this matter. Like all of our nutrition should come from the mother with is the least amount of processing possible because we are made from the, that, those elements, right? And so, and then of course we, our body needs to move and, and we need good sleep. And we also need our lovely, loving, healthy relationships. And then the other thing that I love to throw in that mix is some version of creative expression because that creative life force is the same thing as our higher presence. And, and it's, it's, it's expressing itself through us in whatever way one wishes to do that. And so I love to call any, anytime we're consciously creating with life, whether it's planting flowers or painting or preparing a meal or whatever, we're having a date with our creative life force. And all of that thrives us to a baseline of health that I think every human being would love. Absolutely. And when I said earlier that there were a couple of things I wanted to ask you about, you beautifully just segued right into the creativity piece, because what you and I know to be true is that creativity is the conduit of the life force, right? So it's in creativity through creativity that we're alive. Absolutely. I mean, we are extensions of the creative life force. So you just said it perfectly. And the thing I would, you know, really invite people to consider is that 
most of the time when we talk about creativity, people in their mind, they say, oh, well, I'm not creative. You know, I, I, I couldn't draw a stick figure if I, my life depended yeah, on whatever. I can't paint, but that's, everything isn't painting or drawing, right? That's not all of creativity. Everything is creative life force. So pick among the smorgasbord of options. <laughs> and I mean, if, if you're inspired by painting, great, then go online and find a painting class and, and let, let it all be awkward in the beginning because it's simply a date with your, the, the whole purpose of expressing creativity is to be in union with that creative part of us that we all have because if we didn't have it, we would be dead. I mean, we wouldn't be here expressing life force, right? So yeah. I would just invite people to, you know, creativity could be how you, how you invite that part of, how you invite the connection to the, your creative life force or your higher self to have a conversation with your teenager or to have a conversation with a, a, your boss or a workmate or something, you know, so that it's, it comes out in the best way possible. All of that is creative. Everything is creative. And yeah. we're either to it or we're, we're giving our mind the reins, our lower human mind, which, um, you know, it doesn't always come out the best when we, when we disconnect from our higher self and we let that part of ourselves run the show. <laughs> I think we've witnessed plenty of that. Yeah, we're, exactly. For, yeah. For, for eons, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I love that. I love this idea. You know, I am a person who struggled with um, postpartum depression. And so when I'm thinking about creativity and that being the life force that runs through us, when I was struggling in those times, there wasn't much creativity running through me. There wasn't that life force that was alive and electric and inspired and there was an inspired action. It was literally just getting through a day, right? And so if you're living your life without creativity, you're just getting through a day. You're not actually living. Agreed. Agreed. And it's interesting you bring the postpartum because I came to my creativity through menopause. I was, it was hard. And I, I felt like the life force had just gotten drained out of me. And it, I'm on the physical level, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. But it's creativity that actually was my lifeboat back to feeling alive again. Like, mm -hmm. just like. And we all need a lifeboat sometimes, right? I mean, we can talk about how important it is to stay connected to your higher self. We can talk about how important it is to keep that spark of creativity going to keep you living your life. We can talk about all these things about everything is energy, but there are still some times because we're human where we're going to, you know, the light is going to be dimmed a little bit. The connection is going to sometimes get dropped all of those things. So do you have tips? Cause I know that you said that these connections, um, to all that is and keeping this ener energetic connection really is a daily practice. It's not just, oh, once a week, I'm going to go meditate on a yoga mat, right? Yoga is amazing. Meditation is amazing, but it truly is daily. So for the person who's listening, who's like, yeah, but do you have any tips like how to begin? 
how to really just get going if you're struggling and your light is just feeling pretty dim right now. Yeah, two things are popping in for that. One is when we're in that disconnected dim place, I, I, I have come to, I don't know, discover or whatever, that those are initiations. Those are places where I'm actually noticing where things aren't working so that I can, um, I can initiate myself into the, into the next level of whatever the top, you know, whatever the thing is, whether it's postpartum or menopause or a relationship problem or money problem, whatever, all the things, health problem. And then the other thing that I personally, I don't know how to do it any other way. And that is, you know, we all get sort of dropped to our knees. That's a common saying. And that's when we're willing to sort of surrender, if you will, and invite a higher, higher presence to be part of the, you know, we've talked about that, be, be partners in this. I have learned that if I put my hands to my heart and I drop my awareness into my heart, which is, you know, we get into these dim places when our mind is spinning and, you know, churning, and it's like a hamster's wheel of worry and doubt and fear. And it's crazy, right? And there's nothing good there. <laughs> you know, if we, if that part of us, if that part of our spinning mind knew how to get us out of the pit, it would do it, but it doesn't know how, right? So <laughs> right. my tip is, is to hand to heart, drop, drop awareness into the heart. It doesn't exclude the head, right? Like it includes our head, but it, it also includes our heart and start asking questions, open-ended questions, like what would be the best next step for me here? You know, what, what, what would be the best way for me to regularly connect all day long and let that be associated with something that you do anyway. That's why I picked the go to the bathroom thing, because I know I'm going to be going to the bathroom all day from drinking all the tea I drink. So that was the most logical way for me to have regular connections all throughout the day. So I don't, so I don't get so dim over a period of time. Right. Yeah. And so I, I would just invite the listeners to ask their heart, you know, their soul, what would, what would be that thing? And if it's bathroom, great. If it's taking a sip out of your water bottle, great, whatever you do on the regular. So that, and then play with like, what is that going to mean in that moment? So for me, when I'm on my way to the bathroom, um, if I need to, I'll put my hand to my heart again, but I literally, I take, I, from my heart center, I lift my awareness up to this, um, this, this presence part of me, because we're not, you know, we're 96% non-physical and only 4% physical, but we put all of our focus on this 4%, right? So in my meditations, when I connect up to that place, it, then when I go to the bathroom, it makes it easier for me to tap into that place again. I invite that light into, through the top of my head to fill my heart overflowing like a waterfall, you know, or like a fountain and to just seep into every part of my being. And then I just breathe with that the entire time I'm, you know, in the bathroom. And that resets me for until the next time I go to the bathroom, because I'll lose it. I'll lose that. I mean, it's yummy. It's good. But then I lose it by, you know, a phone call or an email or whatever, you know, but I have to say that practice is worth every moment of one's time, because that is the practice that makes it more and more foundational and strong over time. 
and easier to get back to. Every time you slip and fall, the stronger your practice, the faster you're able to get back up and get back to that place. Yeah, that's the key right there is that when we don't have that practice and we get dim, it's really hard to get to pull ourselves out of the tar pit. But when we have the practice and we get dim, it's much easier, just like you said. Yeah, amazing. I could talk to you so much longer, but I know we're about out of time. And so I'm wondering if there's anything that you would like to offer listeners. Yeah, I would love to to have your listeners know that they can have a, um, uh, like a five, uh, what is it called? Five, (laughs) five easy ways to boost your energy. Because when we boost our energy and it's kind of the counterbalance to stress and, you know, there's simple things. It please know that when we start with simple things, we get little wins under our belt and then we're willing to sort of try to keep keep it going right if if it's too hard for us then we're just going to dump out and then we're back to square one and we're like oh this stuff doesn't work you know so these are just five easy ways that you can reach for to boost your energy and i'm going to be doing a challenge in september mid to end end of september and um i would love for your listeners who this speaks to to get the it's a little mini ebook that will be the gift that you offer on your uh, podcast page and then that way you'll get the information to the challenge. And we're going to be, um, we're going to be energizing ourselves by the ways that we've been talking about today, just between the two of us, Pascal, um, more in that challenge. So I am a hundred percent dedicated and devoted to human beings being connected to their higher presence. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. That's what your purpose is, right? That is what Laurie Morse is here to do. That's your piece of the puzzle. 100% and anchoring that light in each, you know, each of our lives so that it affects the whole. Yeah. So beautiful. This has been my pleasure to have you here. I appreciate all your wisdom, all your guidance, and I have put a link for the free ebook for listeners in the show notes. So they can find you there. And I look forward to connecting further in the future. Thank you, Pascal. It's been a joy to be here. There were so many takeaways in that conversation and Laurie clearly has decades of wisdom. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. For being in our Women Finding Clarity community. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share it with someone you know so they can find clarity from the conversation as well. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. See you next week.